For more information about the podcast you are about to hear, visit genius-podcast.com. This dramatic podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains material that may be disturbing to some. Royal London Hospital, 2005. Excuse me? Yes? Uh, hi there, I'm the one that brought Sherlock Holmes in. Yes, thallium poisoning, Prussian blue antidote. Very impressive work, Dr. Watson. Ah, uh, well... <laughs> I would have had to look that kind of information up. We don't see that a lot. To be honest, I'm not certain that the hospital has a store of Prussian blue in-house. Ah, well... <laughs> and who would even think of having it at hand? I suppose Mr. Holmes has much truck with heavy metals and you have your own black stock? Uh, I can't say. Of course, of course. Scotland Yard has already been by. I understand. <clears throat> We're going to keep him a day or so more and uh, continue a course of Prussian blue, although he's most certainly out of the woods. Ah. Doctor, I'd very much like to meet sometime and discuss your diagnostic process for recognizing heavy metal poisoning. Sorry, I've just I've just seen someone I know. Certainly. Sabine! Sabine! Wait, wait, I want to What? Well, to I don't know, to, to thank you. For what? For letting you threaten me? Point a gun at my head. Uh, well, no. If you pulled the trigger, Sherlock and I would both be dead. I know, and I wanted to apologise. Haven't you done enough? Genius by Tracy Houston Series 1, Episode 11, The Happy Ending Problem. St. John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Are you ready for it, sis? I don't know. Do I really have to be blindfolded? <laughs> oh, yes. I want to see your reaction. Oh, Beanie, your hair, your hair. <laughs> what are you doing? Get off. No peeking. Hold the tones. Give it a minute. Hey, what? No! Ready with the mirror, and off with the blind. Take a look. A wig? Blonde? Oh my god. Uh, not sure about the colour, Jim. It's brilliant. Real hair. It feels so nice. But blonde? You wanted to be unrecognisable. There you go. <laughs> you are so unrecognisable. It's like you're another person. Kiss me, blonde bitch! <laughs> it's perfect! Sorry, madam, Mr. Holmes is not allowed any- Tell Sergeant Gregson that Sabine Moriarty is here. Sergeant, a woman named Sabine Moriarty- Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, go in. And I'd like some privacy, please. Well, madam- oh. Tell Sergeant Gregson. Sir, she's requesting that the police abandon post. Oh. Apologies, madam. I'll be right outside. Sherlock, how are you? Forgive me, I would stand, but it would appear that I have been tethered to several machines. Aha. Uh -huh. An intravenous. The doctors are not fond of my rather ascetic diet, nor am I fond of hospital kitchens. Otherwise, I am well. 
Or at least nothing that wouldn't be set right by a tumbler of brandy and a chair by the fire. But your hair? Ah, an unfortunate concomitant of the thallium poisoning. It's not noticeable. And it will grow back. But I am eager to conclude this business between myself and your brother. Ah, yes. I have heard accounts of what transpired whilst I was incapacitated at the Thames floodgate from both John and Sergeant Gregson. Uh -huh. And I will confess that I have found both their versions of the events wanting. As always, you are the lacuna, the missing element. Hmm. You injected me with the Prussian blue. Correct. And left immediately afterward. Yes. Did John inform you that your brother had injected me with poison? No. Did you know that I had been poisoned with thallium, a heavy metal, the effects of which are countered by Prussian blue? I did not. How did you know to use the syringe? This I cannot get from either John or Sergeant Gregson. They are being extremely tight-lipped. I imagine. I see. Yes, of course, I see it now. You must forgive John. He thinks I have gone mad. Because of our association. Yes. He knows well that I would never choose emotion over reason, and I remain unchanged in this belief. However, he is at a loss to explain how you have earned my trust. To him, the risk in which I place myself is inconceivably great. He views it as madness that I am drawn to you. He's right. It is madness. But what I had never considered was how sharp my intellect has become. Every sense heightened, sensations amplified, mental processes overreaching themselves. Results similar to the effect of my thinking tonic. You couldn't test the tonic any further because you were worried about becoming addicted. Dependent. Addiction is physical. Dependency is psychological. The temptation lay in the heady possibility of complete mental clarity. The perfection of reason. And so John thinks you formed a dependency. That is it. In his mind, I am unrepentant and beyond reform, in denial. Are you? You and I are at the eye of the storm. What we see is unavailable to others. <laughs> that is the definition of madness. Perhaps. At the very centre of reason lies a nucleus of insanity. I do not doubt it. Hmm. Appleman's Jewelers, London, 1990s. Aha, uh -huh. let Miss Martingale here show you the latest collection. These pearls have stones individually selected by Appleman's diamond experts using a technique. Can I help you with something, sir? By Jacob oh, Appleman just browsing. But I don't want diamonds that come from a war zone. Appleman's isn't involved in any of that nasty business in Angola, are you? Oh, no, of course not. Mr. Stevens? I'll hand it from here, Moira. Many thanks. Excuse me, miss. Can you help me, please? Miss Martingale. Yes, welcome to Appleman's. How can I help you? Well, uh, let's see. I was wondering if I could look at some jewellery. Diamond jewellery. Yes, sir. Did you have something in mind? Um, rings. Engagement rings. Right this way. This is our premiere collection. What sort of ring were you looking for? Something elegant, tasteful, something really classy and smart. Yes, really, really smart. I see. Well, these... Which... 
do you like? Well, sir... My girlfriend is a lot like you, actually. I think you'd like the same things. I wouldn't really feel comfortable. It's a perfectly legitimate question, Moira. This is Mr. Stevens, our floor manager. A young man wishing to marry the girl of his dreams doesn't want to get it wrong. Show him any ones you have an eye for. I wouldn't really feel... Surely, after a month here, you must have an opinion. Um, well... Your lucky girl resembles our Moira? Yes, very much. More beautiful, uh, of course. Nothing on you, Moira. But she's got the most luscious brown hair. This one. Oh, yes. Lovely. Yes, may I see it? Certainly. Would you put it on for me? Do we know her ring size, sir? Same as yours, I'd expect. Size six. Lovely. Yes, it's brilliant. Do you think if I proposed... She'd accept. <laughs> oh, with a ring like that from a fine lad like you, she'd be mad to decline. Right, Moira? Don't go feminist on me. I imagine, provided the circumstances were correct. But do you really like this ring, Moira? Do you think she'd like it? You're not just trying to sell me some big old costly rock, are you? This model is an excellent value for the price. I don't think she's trying to force anything on you. I think she'd be overwhelmed. But I love her. She's all I think about. All I want to do is make her happy. Can you understand that? She's like no one I've ever known. I want her to know how much I want her. You think I'm mad? I'm not. I know she feels the same way. Of course she does. Perhaps you'd like to talk with Phoebe over here about our no regrets guarantee? Thanks, Moira. I just want to make her happy, is all. We get a lot of this sort, although I must say I had him pegged for queer the second he walked in. Clearly I'm out of touch. Offices of Llewellyn Ross, London. Can I help you? Aidan Raftery, Executive Designer, Risk and Exposure Management. Second office on your left. Yeah. Sabine, what brings you? Uh, hello? What's all this? Sabine? Sabine! Great. Thanks for dropping by. Okay. What the hell is all this? Math scribbles. Right. Randolph Avenue. Hello? It's Sabine. It's me. Yes? Aiden, what time is it? I only finished it now. I haven't had a chance to go over it a second time. Mm -hmm. But, but, I don't, I don't know what to say. At first, I didn't know what it was, but I mean, I started reading and reading. Okay. It's extraordinary. I mean, what you've done, if it checks out. I asked you to check it out. I know. I read it very carefully, but I will read it again and again. If what you've written has any validity, you have to publish. You have to. Okay. No, are you listening to me? Your lifespan calculation. 
You've forced probability into orthogonal vector projections in complex spaces. Yes. You've basically proved that there is no such thing as probability. Future events. Provided you move everything into a Hilbert inner product space. Yes. Extraordinary. How long did this take you? Uh, eight or nine hours? I don't remember. No, but over how long did Eight or nine hours. What? I ran out of paper, sorry. I numbered the pages, though. My God. How do you do it? I saw it in front of me for a moment, and I had to put it down before I forgot. I love you, Sabine. You don't love me, you love the math. Same thing. This is beautiful. Yes. Aiden, it's 4 a.m. Go to sleep. <sighs> Trinity College, Oxford, 1990s. Please take a seat, Miss Moriarty. You've been called before me because your professors and tutors have expressed concern about your attendance this My year. My grades are good. Miss Moriarty, I think you fail to recognize... I'm one of the brightest students in this school. And that is why the college is deeply concerned about your level of commitment. We see your potential. Your tutor has spoken very highly of your work, and you have impressed many scholars with your ideas. We want to invest in your talent. But I say again that we are highly concerned over the amount of absenteeism and lack of engagement. Every one of my readings has been excellent. Yes, but the delivery of them has been, shall we say, erratic, which has caused your tutor and the administration a great deal of discord. So, we have jointly come to the decision that we will put you on notice. I don't understand. As a result... You will start penal collections next week, supervised by your tutor, Stanislav Karoulis. If you do not impress us with the results, or if the college feels that your level of engagement has not improved, the university will have no choice but to have you sent down, or at the very least, rusticated. This is about attendance! Trinity College is not a seaside holiday. If you do not have time for us, we do not have time for you. That's fine. Mm. I'm sure Cambridge will take me. <clears throat> Thank you, Miss Moriarty. I have nothing more to say to you. You'll receive details on your penal examination in the post. La Colombe Restaurant, 2005. Good evening. Welcome to La Colombe. Jim Moriarty? Ah, yes. Right over. Okay, so I didn't kill him after all. You monster! Now, Beanie, you're making a scene. You hate scene. Get up! Look, I've even ordered. Get up! Why don't you... Ah! Hey! <laughs> Listen. This has got to end. <laughs> no, no, this has got to end! I'd kindly ask you to leave right now. No, it's good, it's good. She's just... Oh, shut it! <laughs> Beanie! Just like... <laughs> Stop it! Alright! Ow! Shut! Shut! Shut up! Madam, stop this immediately! Let him go! Ah! Oh! You don't control me! You don't control me! Help me get her off him! Get her! Let go of me! Oh, Sabine, you still care? You're lucky you're a woman or we'd have called the police! 
Get her out of here! He'll pay. He'll pay for it all. Don't worry. I'll kindly ask you to leave this instant. I'm sorry, sir. Do you want us to call a doctor? So you are in love with him! You think that changes anything? Sir? Baker Street. Ah. Your coat ripped, collar torn, and clothing untucked. You have a sizable abrasion on your face and blood on your blouse. You've been in an altercation. Correct. Confronted your brother. Yes. Pray seat yourself before the fire and take some of this. The effects are restorative. I imagine it was quite the event. It was. The contusion on your knuckle, a powerful left cross to the mouth. From the depth of the abrasion, I would venture that teeth were lost. You are most cruelly used by your brother. He tried to kill you. It was a test. He wanted to see if I would come to your rescue. And I did. My sojourn at the hospital allowed me to spend the last few days in considered thought. I now realize that I find myself in a most uncommon position. I require uh, permission prior to acting. This is not something to which I am accustomed. What permission? I must ask... No, that is incorrect. It is for me to tell you... No. I am beholden... Say it. Moriarty and I are now engaged in dire battle. I had hoped initially to deliver him into the hands of the authorities who would meet justice to the extent of the law. My sole regret is that I did not take decisive action earlier. He has used the intervening time to murder countless people. But it would be inaccurate to say that I am insensitive to the devastation he has wrought on your life. Say it, Sherlock. It may fall that I, in order to bring Moriarty to justice, will be your brother's destructor. Oh. Let me be clear about my purpose. I may have to kill him. I've played straight into his hands, given him what he wants, handed you directly to him. You are blameless in this. My prime intention has always been to gain by means of the law. But Moriarty has raised the pitch so steep that there is no outcome but for this to end tragically for one of us. But it's a trap. He set a trap for you. He told me months ago that he planned to be your undoing. He's called you out, backed you into a corner. This is how he'll do it. My career has reached its crisis. I see no other way forward than to bring your brother to justice. Can't you see how well this plays out for him? You mustn't fall for it. I do not intend to lose. Violence recoils upon the violent. Sherlock, please. It is too late. I have resolved to confront him, whatever the price. Chance has put in my way a most perilous and menacing problem, and its solution is its own reward. He'll kill you! You referred to it as the very definition of madness. I willingly concede. Our association has been desperate, incautious, foolish even. But we are both in the eye of that storm. There is no way you'll survive. So be it. I must do this. It compels me. You understand why this is imperative? Why I am drawn to resolve it? I know you do. You and I are much alike. I must destroy Moriarty, and for that I need... I crave your absolution. How can I give you that? That belongs to Jim. 
You are wrong. Yours is the only clemency I seek. You are correct that I understand what you are attempting. I agree with you that my brother must be stopped at any cost. Aha! But I cannot be party to his murder, no matter what the justification. I'm sorry. Newton's Dismay Pub, Oxford, 1990s. Care for another, miss? Oh, uh, yes, please. A pail? That's right. Plot your provisions, am I right? <laughs> That's it. Sabine? I heard... Uh, oh, hi, Aiden. What? Penal collections. I just heard. I can't believe it. Mm. I knew that they weren't pleased with your attendance, but penal collections, that's going a bit far. I would have thought they would have thrown you some slack. Maybe threatened to have you stand down, rusticated for a term or two, but that's extreme. Um, Aiden, I'm actually right in the middle of something. Oh. What are you doing? Studying. Ah. Working something out. And I've just about got it. Oh, can I take a look? No, it, it's for the penal collection. Hmm. You know, Sabine, I saw you headed for the train the other afternoon. I was going to visit my father. In London? He was sick. He's dying. I had to go to hospital. Hmm. That's, that's too bad. What's... Uh... I don't really want to talk about it now, if you don't mind. Okay. Right. Okay. Sorry. Well, then, I guess I'll leave you to it. Thanks, Aiden. Oh, and, and what's this? What? A blonde her? Hide that get on your jumper. Who you been hanging about with? Oh, I... I... Um... Um... Yeah. Made a Vale, London, 2005. Miss Moriarty, would you like to share a taxi and come out of the rain? I'm sorry. Who are you? Rest assured, the offer is genuine. Sabine Moriarty, this is my brother, Mycroft. How do you do? Enchanté. Sherlock had told me absolutely nothing about you, which is what has got me so curious. I am forced to glean what I can from an impromptu introduction to slake my inquisitive nature. Mycroft? To be honest, I wanted to speak with the both of you, and Sherlock surmised that you might be out, so we came looking for you. Well, here I am. Indeed. Where were you headed? Llewellyn Ross. 84 Lime Street. But give us one more moment, please, if you will. If you're headed to Llewellyn Ross, you may require this information before you proceed, Sherlock. Zhang is dead. Killed at the Thames floodgate. Poisoned? No. Moriarty threw him in the river when the gates were opening. Sucked under. Oh, God. Still haven't found his body, you know, and no one's reported him missing at the embassy. In the country illegally. No doubt. The body is presumably caught on some of the underwater machinery. Hmm. Most likely. Is this what this meeting was for? Uh, no. Mycroft? Indeed. I understand from my brother that you were engaged privately by Messrs. Peyton and Masterson of Llewellyn Ross to work on a revised statistical model for the late Mr. Zhang. That is correct. Ah, well then, yes. <laughs> As you are no doubt aware, since that business at the Millennium Wheel, the Yuchuan Engineering Corporation of China is no longer in the running for the Thames Flood Barrier Redesign contract. And? 
Well, this leaves Messrs. Peyton and Masterson with no horse to which to latch their cart. I cannot imagine that she is in any danger from them. Drive, 84 Lime Street. Well, certainly there's nothing to worry about from Masterson. How so? He's fled with the remaining Yuchuan money to Switzerland, boarded a flight to Zurich this afternoon with no baggage and a briefcase full of bills. How do you know this? <laughs> he knows these things. <laughs> it's my job. I am the government. As you enjoy reminding me. What about Richard Payton? Oh, he's still in the country. He'll make his escape soon enough, though, and join with Masterson in Switzerland. Why Switzerland? <laughs> I've said too much already. And look, we're here. The Thames Flood Barrier contract never existed. What? A red herring? Ingenious. But to what end? To expose certain foreign elements? The Yuchuan Engineering Corporation of China. It is the long-established policy of the Foreign Office neither to confirm nor deny speculation of this sort. You work for the Foreign Office? No, not as such. What happens with Aaliyah O'Pruden? <laughs> A website. Nothing more. Innocent people died for this fiction of yours. Gary Elliott, the Lord Mayor? Yes, that is most unfortunate. There will be meetings. Thank you for the ride. Well, take us back to Baker Street. She's principled. Yes. Foolishly conscientious. Your worst fault. Why, thank you, Mycroft. Lady Margaret Hall Boat Club. Oxford, 1990s. Well done, Bryce Jones. Well done, upper division. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. He does the Bryce Jones name proud. Sabine! Sabine, come over, meet my father. Sabine, there you are. Mr. Bryce Jones, this is my darling sister, Sabine. Yes, Dad, Sabine is Jim's sister. She's brilliant. How do you do? Sabine. Anthony tells me you're a mathematics whiz. How novel. You must be the prettiest girl in the class. Dad? Do you accompany James and Anthony on their adventures? Or are those boys only? Boys only, I would imagine. I wouldn't worry, my dear. Anthony's a good boy, and he's here to study. And row. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Mr. Bryce Jones, but I just saw someone that my sister absolutely must meet. Of course. Anthony has to greet his well-wishers. Wonderful to meet you. Filthy rich, but you see where Tony gets his looks. Where are we going? I just wanted to know how the Appleman's Cove is coming. It's done. <gasps> done? I cracked it. Are you sure? I was already fairly certain, but that printout you gave me from Highmore confirmed it. Brilliant. I mean that rubbish about absolute value. Wonderful. Then I got some help. Help? I thought you said that you just wanted the same. And I do, but I need a cover. What? Jim, you told me this was only going to be a small thing. The safe and that was it. It is, but I need a bigger thing to create a distraction. No, no, no. Beanie. Beanie, I've got it all in hand. These two fellas, they're real scrotes. They're perfect. Just what I want. But what will they be doing? The less you know about this, the better. But don't worry, I've told them about you. I'm absolutely not going to lift a finger. And you won't have to. It's just, it's just so they know that they've got someone on the inside. It's perfect. Hey guys, my father's got to catch the next train out. He didn't want to leave without saying goodbye. I've got to run, I'm afraid. Miss Moriarty, delightful to meet you at last. And James? Sir? You and Anthony stay out of trouble. 
I want him to keep winning these races. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right, Anthony? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> Appleman's Jewelers, London, 1990s. Can I get this one of the sapphires instead of rubies? Certainly, I'm sure our jewellery designers could customise. All right, everybody get on the floor! Oh, no. Get on the floor! No. Oh, the They're gonna kill us! Don't anyone move, we're armed. Oh, I knew this would happen, Moira. I've been waiting. Shut it! Die. Now get the cases! They're gonna kill us, Moira. Oi, Blondie, get up! Get up! Um... In the bag, come on, stuff it all in the bag! What? Do it! Open the case, come on! Uh, what, what? Which do you want? Don't look at me, keep your eyes down! We're, we're gonna die! All of it! Everybody stay down on the floor and mind your own business! Jim. Beanie. Nobody moves, nobody gets hurt, alright? Now keep stabbing a sack, Blondie! As you were, gents. Come on, come on, this stuff too! It's alright. Faster, Missy, faster! I'm going as fast as Give me as the I... bag, give it! Get it in there, come on! Useless! Shut it! Shut it or someone's going to die! Come on, we're done! Get up, get up! Oh! Hey! No! Take the bag, come with me! No! <laughs> Grab it, Blondie, move! No, please, let me... Let me... Oh. Please don't. Nobody breathe or we'll kill her. That's right. Ah! Oh. Come on, Blondie, shift your ass. You all going to count to 30 before anyone breathes, okay? Anyone makes a smart move and girly gets blown away. that I turn up for the books. Where the fuck have you been? Jim. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was brilliant. Yeah, fucking erotic, man. Nang. Did you see them when I shot up the roof? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Practically shit one on the floor. <laughs> Did you get the jewels? Oh, yeah. Bag loads. Oh, I'm going to give something to my mum. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, missy. Sorry about the knock there. How about a nice piece of sparkly? Do you remember the agreement? Birds, right? You got what was in the safe? The agreement was that you weren't supposed to touch my sister. Well, yeah, yeah we got taken up with it. And... Yeah, got ahead of ourselves. Makes it look more real. Are you alright, Beanie? Did they touch you? I'm fine, I'm fine. You didn't have to hit me, you know. Oh, that's Jack. He gets all caught up in these things. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you used to turn on for him, you know? Makes me feel powerful. <laughs> this isn't about fucking... Hey, hey now, mate. This isn't about power! This isn't about fucking power! Hey, hey, wipe that fucking smirk off your fucking face before I shoot it off! Whoa, 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 now listen. No, Jim, leave it, I'm fine. I know you, Beanie. When you say that, I know you. When you say, I'm fine, it means you're not. I am fine, I am. I am. Please, Jim, stop this. Hey. I'm really sorry, yeah? So sorry, like ever so sorry. Now let's everyone just calm down. <laughs> ah! oh, don't tell me to calm down! Hey. Don't, 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 please don't! Hey. Jim! What have you done? 
something, say something, please! Dead. So fast. Huh. It's all over. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. So fast and it's done. No skill, nothing. Just bang. I can't believe it. Okay. I've got to leave. Pointless. Stupid, wasteful, stupid gun. Who needs this? Stupid gun. Who needs this? Are you mad? Never throw a gun. I don't want it anymore. No, we've got to take it. The police will find it. They can have it. Come on, Beanie. Let's get out of this godforsaken fucking hole. Come on. Let's go. Wasn't Jesus crucified with two thieves? Offices of Llewellyn Ross, London. I don't understand. What's wrong? You shouldn't have come here. Why not? Math. The proof I brought you? I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a very large insurance and risk management corporation outside my office. I know. What does that matter? If they... If they could get their dirty hands on this... They would chore every person on the bloody planet, from Jake's dog to the Queen? You bent probability? I found a bend. Big difference. This is why you've got to publish, to keep it out of their hands. Llewellyn Ross? But I thought you worked for them. This is different. If they had everyone in the world lifespan calculation right in front of them, they could own the planet. It's just a proof, Aiden. A theory. They would probably kill you for this math, Sabine. Ironic, as it would disprove my own theory. You've got to make it public. You're serious? You have a responsibility. All right. But I wouldn't know where to begin. I knew you'd say that. Let me make a call. I've done the research. Padmesh, she's here. Can you come now? Pad who? Sabine, this is Padmesh Sudeep, catastrophe modelling. My right-hand man. Miss Moriarty, a big fan. How do you do? What's going on? Here, sign. What am I? Sign. Thank you. Padmish, here, witness. I'm honoured. And then me. Two witnesses. Is this really necessary? I knew you wouldn't look into it yourself, and so I find somewhere to submit it. My first choice, actually. And they're quite interested. Enthusiastic, even. Who's going to publish this? Annals of Applied Probability and Statistics. It's got amazing eigenfactor metrics. Oh. And you'd never guess who's an editor. No idea. Stanislaw Karoulis. No! He remembers you well. I am very pleased to discover that Sabine has continued to pursue her talents, and I'm extremely excited to see what she has developed in the intervening years. So, you've got someone on the inside. Stanislaw. Listen, I've got to get back to the fourth before they notice I'm missing. Miss Moriarty, it was an honour. Oh. I look forward to reading it when it comes out. You didn't have to do this. <laughs> well, you know... I suppose I should be on my way as well. Thank you, Aiden. It's so tempting, you know. What is? To try this out on the models I'm doing for Aaliyah Opudin. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. What do you mean, don't bother? It's a website. What? A website? What are you talking about? Hmm. 
I've said too much already. <laughs> St. John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Wow. Wow. Mm. Now that was something. Fuck me. We did. He doesn't remember. Jim? Because he fucked his brains out. Jim? Mm -hmm. He did. Jim? I want to marry your sister. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm serious. Isn't the fact that I let you sleep with her enough? I thought you belonged to me. I do, Jim. I'm all yours. Always have been. See? Then why would I let you have her? Because she's wonderful. I love her. Oh, and so you don't love me? Jim, you know that's different. That's sex, you know that. And I love that with you too. But I've got something that she doesn't have. Exactly! And that's why this could be so great. Everyone could get what they want. Sabine, do you love Tony? I think so. Do you really love him? Would you marry him if he asked? I... well, I don't know. Would I... you save him from drowning? Jim. Would you save him from fire, Beanie? Jim, don't be an asshole. Would you, Beanie? Would you? Would you? I think so, yes. Do you love me, Beanie? Stop, Jim. Would you save me from a burning building? Stop. Would you save me from drowning? Or would you run back to the house instead? Get Greta to take care of it? That's not... Would you turn your back on me and go play with your dollies? Jim, what... Would this... you leave me to get beaten up by father? Another problem out of your hair? Would you let me just drown like that? Stop this. Would you save me, Beanie? Would you? Would you? Shut it, Jim! This is getting ridiculous! No! Cunt! Don't I know it! <laughs> Jim! Wait! Why did you have to say that, Sabine? I had him on the verge of agreeing. Shh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought I had him. I'm in penal collections. What? Sabine? I haven't been going to classes, lectures, my attendance. Oh my God, Sabine. They're threatening to, they're threatening to send me down if I don't make the grade. Oh God, why didn't you say something before? Do you think I want Jim to intervene? Do you see what he did to the Vice-Chancellor's car? The Vice-Chancellor? Anthony, do you think I want his help? It'll work out, Sabine. Don't worry. The penal collections will be a breeze for you. And I'll make sure you get to class. Don't worry. Please, please don't worry. It'll all work out. Oh, Anthony. I, I love you, Sabine. I want to marry you. Don't worry. Come here. I just... I just... Jim will see that he can have his cake and eat it too. You know what he's like. He'll be fine. He's gone now. All right. He's not here. We're alone. Let me fuck you now. Just me. Let me make you my wife. Yes.
Genius Series 1 is presented without advertising. Please consider a contribution at genius-podcast.com to help us recover the costs and produce a second series. Genius is written by Tracy Houston. The Genius Company of Players are Sarah Marchand as Sabine Moriarty and others, Mitchell Cohen as Jim Moriarty, Gary Elliott and others, James Loy as Sherlock Holmes and others. Amir Sama Nakjavani as John Watson, Anthony Bryce Jones, and others. James Malik as Gregson, Mr. Moriarty, Mycroft Holmes, and others. Calder Levine as Aidan Raftery, and others. Siobhan Galpin as the narrator, Mrs. Moriarty, and others. Matt Dawson and Natalie Darbison performed various voices. The series was produced, directed, and edited by Rob Langford, and recorded by Rob Langford and Natalie Darvison. Tracy Houston designed and edited the sound, and Virgil Rockford composed the original music. Sherlock's violin was played by Tony George. Visit us at genius-podcast.com.